goddesses, welcome to another edition of Permission to be Wealthy. Today, I've got Brandon Andrew, and we're going to have a fun conversation. First, let me tell you about Brandon. He is has been in the sales arena for over 25 years, specifically medical device sales, and has worked with numerous companies and manufacturers in training salesmen and managers, while also Greenfield. What's that about? Yeah, so just starting a new clinic, right? So okay. going in and um, from either the build out or take over or finding a new place to start a clinic at, getting it running and going. So Greenfields is kind of a, it's a new clinic. Ooh, fun. All right. Over 40 clinics and taking them from startup to successfully producing the black. Here's what I loved about reading Brandon's bio. I love working with individuals that are looking to step up their game and reach their potential. We all invest our time and means into areas that we see fit. And for Brandon, that is investing in people. This is going to be a fun conversation. So Brandon, I want to jump right in. And my very first question for you is, at this moment, mm-hmm. again, not at other times in your life, just this moment sitting here with me, how do you define wealth? What does being wealthy mean to you today? That's a great question. Today, I define wealth for me as recognizing the opportunities that I have right now. I think being so my dad, you know, he he always had a saying he, he passed away, you know, four years ago, but he always had a saying, Brandon, be grateful for the things you got and the things you don't have. Wow. Um, and I always try and remember that, that, you know, I think life's competitive. We We grow up going to school and, you know, sports teams or whatever it is where we're taught to compete to be a fierce competitor. Yeah. Whatever that is. I'm not a real competitive person, so maybe that's why I didn't do well there. Um, But I think the opportunity that's there and to really, for me, in in recognizing, am I wealthy? It it doesn't have a lot to do with the financial component for me. It Mm -hmm. has more of me, am I utilizing the opportunities I have with my family and the people that I interact with on a daily basis? Um, Am I learning from them and the opportunities that I get? Um, And I guess then to say, well, are you wealthy? Are, are, you know, are you at an area where you want to be at in life? I think we all define wealth, obviously, differently. Um, you know, talking to the person who has a disability or a person who grew up in a place where they didn't have the opportunities, um, you know, recognizing that you have those blessings in your life and maybe that blessing is not having the challenge that somebody else has. So I guess for me, just remembering to take the inventory of where I'm at and the blessings that I already have and having that gratitude for the opportunities I have, <laughs> like being here today. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you. So, Brandon, one of the things that I love about the conversations that we have here is every guest adds a new layer, nuance, depth to our definition of wealth. And what you just contributed for us, thank you, thank you, thank you, on behalf of all the goddesses listening, is when we think of wealth, I think it's very out there. You know, I'm I'm aspiring to be wealthy and it's something out there. And what you just gifted us was the awareness of how am I wealthy right now with the opportunities that are here in this moment. Right. Right. And how is how how can I see that 
in my own life and in my own way as these are things that I have in this moment that's truly wealthy. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Brandon, from his bio, as you heard, loves investing in people. And I am fascinated to hear a little bit more because we're having this conversation around wealth. And like I shared with you, it's like all these different aspects of being wealthy. How do you feel your passion for investing in people actually contributes to your feeling of wealth? Mm. You know, I think um, in life, we invest in a lot of different things, uh, stock, our company, um, you know, our time into one area, research, whatever that is. Um, I've really found for myself that investing my time and my energy into other people, whether it's sales professionals, I've worked with a lot of youth groups. Um, but for me, you know, investing my time into my family, my family's like everything to me. Um, I have three amazing daughters and a son and I live my life in a way where I hope I'm as good and doing as good as they think of me as you know I yeah, you probably like, heard you on a pedestal yeah, yeah. and you're like I really hope I am that yeah really yeah. you know there's that saying you know are you as good of a person as your dog thinks you yeah. are you know like I'm like yeah I'm probably not near that um, I aspire to be yeah 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 yeah. I want to be as good as my dog thinks I am um, so you know I think when we take those opportunities to invest our time in other people obviously you get the satisfaction that comes back that you're serving and helping somebody else that may not bring anything right back to you immediately, but it's being able to walk away from that situation and knowing that, hey, I gave my time, I listened, and I'm trying to be present right here, right now for that other person. And then, you know, those good feelings that you get later on, I'm all about those good feelings. Uh, yeah. Um, I try to have those in business whenever I can. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, that wealth that you're talking about, and I love this topic, that wealth that you feel, you can feel it every day, but it's a matter of where your focus is at. Can we just pause for a moment? That wealth that we're talking about, you want to feel it every day. That's so potent. We can have another 30 minute conversation on just that. Um, the thing that I'm, as I'm sitting here listening to you and just looking at you and, and, and having come from reading your bio, which is such a strong sales background. I'm like, there's nothing about you that exudes sales. You Thank know? the Lord. <laughs> and yet you are obviously an incredibly successful sales professional. And one of the things that we talked about before we, we got started was, I have a strong belief that we all came here with this gift called life to serve people, to serve others. And we actually came in with like, these are the people you're going to serve and you're going to change your lives, whether it's your family or people in business or your community. And, and there's this idea of selling sales is like selling somebody to do something they don't want to do. And you have to figure out the tactics to do it. Right. And I truly believe that, uh, being how sales contributes to being wealthy is that we're here to serve and we're here to let others know I am the answer to your prayer, right? Yeah, yeah. Whether I'm the answer to your prayer to the bag of chips you've been desiring all day long, right? Or this thing that can change your life. And and so God rewards us for doing that. 
for right for saying here I'm here to serve you. I'm I am the solution to your prayer and and, and the biggest reward um outside of the all the personal things and just the good humanity things is financial blessing. And so where I'm going with all of that is to say, is to ask you this idea around the eldism is an important aspect of doing business, but living. And so for you, how does it, what, what do you believe it takes to be successful at sale? That's a good question. Um, my dad and my mom, you know, I grew up in a home where they were both entrepreneurs and, mm-hmm. and salespeople. And so I kind of didn't really have much of a choice, I guess. <laughs> Um, and I, for all the reasons, you know, that are out there that everybody has with sales, you're like, oh, another sales guy. And I didn't ever want that to be a part of me. I, I like the sales aspect of like anybody, I guess, does of doing a deal, negotiate, whatever that is. There's that excitement, but but then it's over, right? You're off to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, my dad always said, Brandon, if you want to be successful, you need to have three components that you need to live by. And I was like, right. Get your pen and paper ready. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said, you know, you need to be persistent. You know, there's going to be times when you don't want to get up and you don't want to go to work and you don't want to show up. You just you're not feeling it. And he's like, those are the times you need to be persistent. You need mm-hmm. to go. The second was you need to be consistent, you know, don't try and change things up immediately. Stick with what you know is right and it'll work out, you know, at the end. Um, And then the third was you need to live your life and your business and what you deal with with integrity. Um, I think for me, those are all things I need to remind myself of and and kind of reaffirm that hey okay these are my guiding principles yeah yeah, it's gonna work out you know (laughs) because things don't always work out and a lot of the time you know especially if you're an entrepreneur and starting out doing that it's it's a lot of work it takes a ton of sacrifice um and a lot of times people don't financially make it and does that mean you're a failure no i mean we all fail a number of times until we learn the right way to do something and all of that is experience so you know, I guess kind of coming back to if you're trying to be persistent, consistent, living your life with integrity, whether financially you're successful or not, yeah. you can walk away with your whole point of filling the wealth of, I did my best. I tried to help the person that was in front of me at the time that I had it. Yeah. And using that to go forward, you know, being your audience of, you're dealing with females day in, day out, and, and those are who you're trying to reach and help. You know, I think um, I've had the blessing of being married to the most amazing person. You know, I got very fortunate. My wife is the person I owe so much of everything I have to and my family. But, you know, I think for women, and I was it's so bizarre we're having this conversation today. You're safe here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I was just thinking the other day about so many times I'll meet women either at work, church, wherever it is, yeah. family, yeah, that wonder if they're making that impact or should I be doing more? Should I be aspiring to do this and this? Am I doing enough as a mom? You know, my moms are phenomenal. <laughs> they they have the role that is bringing another life into this world and then training them how to be happy, how to find that wealth yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah. 
whenever that is being undermined or you think that your value isn't there, you know, it's, it's not too many individuals that I meet that are like, I want to impress my dad. It's, I want to live up to the person I think my mom always believed I was, you know, you guys are so influential. Um, honestly, if it was up to guys to have to, (laughs) this is totally bashing on my sex, but you know, of of having to bear children, humanity would come to a stop. You have to sacrifice myself for nine months and my body's going to be affected the rest of my life. Yeah. 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 We just won't have any more kids. Um, so, you know, undermining that ever is kind of denying our whole realm of what we're trying to accomplish in humanity, which is our offspring of helping them to recognize that going the extra mile, doing all of those things that a mom does day in, day out, selfless, selflessly, you know, that's where it all starts out is in the home, I think, and learning that. And I know for me, um, getting that from my mom, who was always, you know, my biggest cheerleader growing up, believing in me when I didn't, um, to then having my dad you know, coming in and and enforcing that work ethic and saying, you know, Brandon, um, you need to give world-class service to every person you come in contact with or you probably don't deserve their business. And, you know, you never know, you know, for him being a sales guy, you never know where the money's coming from. Don't judge a book by its cover. You know, all of those things that we hear. But, you know, and my dad coming in from his day and age of it was all about service. Well, things haven't changed. Yeah. You know, you know, we're in a day and a time where we're dealing with the internet and taking a pill to get rid of a, a problem immediately. And we forget that there's the human component that, you know, we may have robots coming, AI, all this stuff that's coming on, but we're, they can't connect with people. Yeah. Um, I, I heard, uh, it was a, you know, a religious speaker I was listening to on my way here today. And he said, um, you know, a lot of times people will forget what you've said, but they won't forget how you, how made, you them made them feel. Yeah. And I love that. It yeah. was like, gosh, I needed to hear that. Today. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, I'm like going off here. No, this is so good. This is so good. And there, and what's interesting is um, I literally, I was having a conversation with someone that's a friend and, and also on my team last night about the role of his mom in his life and uh, how that's played into all, including his business, his marriage, his fatherhood, like everything else. And then we're here talking about this right now. I find it fascinating. It's like this is a God wink moment for me. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure what the question is that I want to ask you about it, but just know I do. <laughs> no, we might get there. I might go there a little bit further, but I love what you're sharing about, you know, being successful in sales. It's persistent, being persistent, being consistent and staying in integrity. And I think as someone who people would say, I'm in sales, right? In my business, I'm selling. I have found that to be true. And I'm so grateful you brought up uh, other women because I think the, the best sales pitch I give is to my son or my daughter. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it truly is like every day to be, be a good person, get good grades, do this, do that. Like I'm constantly selling to them yeah. and, and enrolling them in behaviors that will advance their life. And for a lot of women, for some reason, we have made an agreement that selling is hard, that we're not naturally good at it, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's a male, it's easier for men. And I'm, I'm grateful that you brought it down to these three points, but is there anything else that you could add to that for women who are listening, who really feel like they're struggling with selling? Um, 
Gosh, you and your questions. These are so good today. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, just the, hu- the humanity of it, like taking it, taking it out of selling in a class or a book or a whatever and just bringing it down to, like you even said, you know, people will always remember how you make them feel. And isn't that what? Right. That's, yeah. that's what it's all about. I would say, um, I think that women probably have a greater opportunity than men do to be more effective sales people. Can you pause for a moment? Women have a greater opportunity to be more effective than men, potentially, at sales. Just make sure you heard that. <laughs> and the reason I say that is going back to what, you know, you just, you just said, um, you know, women have a greater capacity to be more empathetic and selfless, caring, all of those things that it takes to be, you know, a mom. Um, and when it comes down to it and in the point of the cell, it's whatever it is, whether you're a dentist and you're trying to get these people that you really need to clean your teeth <laughs> yeah. you know, or whatever it is, yeah. you know, you're trying to connect with them on a level that helps them get and recognize where they are and help them get to the point or the next transaction or whatever that is to benefit their life. And that's what you're doing every day as a mom, you know, yeah. or as a female, whatever. Yeah. Um, and not saying that men aren't capable of doing that, but to say that, you know, a male or female is going to be better than the other because, you know, you look at our roles in life, clearly the, the more, the higher role or capacity to make a difference in life is done through females, not through males, as far as I'm concerned, because of what you're doing every day with your kids and, they're the ones that go out and shape the future and do all of that stuff, right? And yeah. so, males, our role is to serve and protect and to support our wives or partners, whatever, in a way where they can fulfill the full measure of their creation, I guess, yeah. you know, kind of coming back to that. So, I would say, you know, if you're a female, don't underestimate your ability and your potential. You already have it in spades. You just need to refocus on that. Yeah. It's interesting. Another thing that my husband and I talk about is the difference between he, he'll always say, you know, I wish more women understood how powerful you are. The problem is you define power in a very masculine way and you think it's worse and, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes, you have power in influence. Yep. And that's really power. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's the real power right there. So thank you for affirming us. Mm-hmm. You are such an evolved man. <laughs> I'm happy for your wife. And <laughs> <laughs> you can go home and tell her another woman's day today. She's rich. she she got she's like she got a good one. And she gave me a gold star. Yes, I'm a good boy. All right. So one of the the last questions I have for you is, I I I read in your bio that you're really passionate about helping people identify the next their next level of potential. How can we, as we're on this journey, obviously. Again, one of my strong beliefs is that we're here to live our lives to the fullest, right? So that at, when our time comes, we hear good and faithful servant, well done. And so you get to the, you, but you're busy in life every day. And how do you, how do you stop or what is the process for identifying for yourself? It's time for my next level. How can we figure that out? Um, it's easy for me. I, for me, it's my relationship with my Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. Um, I think whether, regardless of what religion you believe in, you're Christian, you're, you're whatever, you know, you have this individual or person who you're, you want to emulate, you want to become like, and you want to do that because they're 
a fantastic being, yeah. you know, they're yeah. compassionate, they're giving, they're about serving other people. Um, when you try and emulate those qualities, clearly you're going to feel better about yourself. Yeah. Um, that gratification that comes from helping someone else, you can help yourself all day long, but when you help somebody else, obviously that's when you feel good, right? And yeah. so mm-hmm. in reaching that potential for me, and I, I firmly believe for anybody else, um, you need to get recentered. You need to get your why out there of why do I want to do this? Who do I want to be? Who, you know, whether it's a life coach or whoever that person is going to be, um, find that person that influences you, write it down, manifest it through looking at it frequently. You know, I had, uh, um, an opportunity to volunteer and serve a mission when I was a kid, you know, from like 20 to 22. And, um, my president over my mission, you know, he was known for a lot of things. He was a general surgeon, retired. Um, but he's like, you know, Brandon, this is when I was first starting as a missionary. He said, Brandon, you're a fish in a fishbowl. You're being watched constantly. And the things that you do reflect not just you, but everybody else around you and what you believe in your faith is. And he's like, so always try and present yourself in a way that, you know, you're going to uplift somebody else and they're not going to look at you and find an excuse to not get into it or not do these things. Right. And so I, I think at the end of the day, my advice would be to, um, get centered, let God be a part of your journey and what you're doing. And if you don't have that, or you feel undeserving because I have, or haven't done that, you know, for me, Mm -hmm. I'm Christian and I, I take to heart the, the words that he said, you know, I, I came to help the sinners, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's mm-hmm. the physician for all of us in our heart and spiritually and get recentered there because as you come to recognize who you are, why you're here and what your purpose is and that you have somebody else who's rooting for you and recognizes your infinite potential far greater than you do. Um, you know, when you know you have somebody like that in your corner, you have a greater purpose you have more fulfillment and the wealth that we're talking about and building that comes inside and you don't need to look for it from anybody else, you know? Oh, wow, Brandon, I love it. And you know what? I'll end with what we started, what we started with, right? It's, I see and I'm looking at how we can personify this incredible infinite being that is God into a person and go, am I, am I, am I at my full potential? Am I living at what's, am I ready for my next level? Right. And it's like you said, if I could be what my kids see me as or my wife or my dog, you know, it's like, I can't imagine God, like, what does God see me as being and being capable of? And then I get to ask myself the question of, and where am I in fulfilling that? You know, and what I'm capable of. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Yeah.